Today, I'm going to continue what I have started last time because we have been talking about the Holy Spirit. And we're going to read first passage from the Bible in the Matthew chapter 10 where Jesus is saying that to, to his disciples, do not be afraid because whenever you have to testify, witness, it will not be you who talks, but it will be the Holy Spirit. Um, that the Holy Spirit will fill you and will stay, will remain with you. So Jesus says, not like me, because I will have to leave you. I will not stay, I will not remain with you um, on earth. But Jesus, he said, it's better for you if I leave, because you will receive a counselor, a spirit that will stay with you, that will support you, will talk in you and through you. So I'm not referring to any mental issues that people associate nowadays. If you're hearing some voices are seeing what is not there, but it's only a few uh, a few times when somebody really hears God loudly and verbally. Like most of the time, how God speaks to us is through the thoughts. It can be a thought or it can be a certain inner testimony. And for me, it's like a green light, a red light, where whenever I face a choice, I hear or feel a certain permission to go or to stop, to not, don't go. So it's a thought that rises deeply from the spirit and quickly enlightens your understanding, your mind, and you have a sudden realization of what was happening, of what you need to do. But then you can again feel your fears or worries, um, doubts. But during that, there comes a sudden visit from God. He, when He speaks, you suddenly you realize it's like your eyes opens eyes opens the spirit today it cannot be separate it um, manifests through our senses because we have a soul in w in which we have senses feelings emotions and that's why the bible says renew the mind of your spirit and it's a constant battle the, the spirit and and the soul and uh, when God is speaking we have to learn how to how to understand that it's God and how we have to choose to follow him 
to follow that voice. I don't know why, where from. We hear God. Which part of the body is where we hear God? But I know it's deeper than the soul. It's it's beyond whatever. It's like your passions, your your dreams, your ambitions. Your heart is. You feel like it's somewhere from within, from deep in you. And I know that it's not easy for people to understand when is God speaking and how do we know it's God. How not to get deceived because Satan can also talk. We can also be deceived by devil's talk. I want to give you some practical advice. Just like when we are born as babies and we have to learn all the practical things like eating, walking, talking. So just as we become spiritual babies, we also need to be put into training, practice. It's something we practice and we learn and we become better and better at it um, because we have trained our spirit. I want you to walk your life and at the end of life be grateful that you lived, be grateful that God, yeah, that you walked with God and your life was not wasted, that you accomplished what God has has called you to do. And we can learn that, we can learn to follow God's guidance, His voice. So to distinguish the voice of God, we need a few, we need a few things. One of the things is that we need to know God. The first thing how we can know God is the Bible. There's no mysticism. There's no mystery. Whatever is written in the Bible about God, that's the way He is. It's His character. How we can meet God. How we can first you come to encounter God through hearing the Word of God, hearing about Him, and you can understand how God is, how He acts, how He behaves, His character. and But you have to do it yourself too. But also through practice, through daily life, and that inner testimony in you. Um, because... In the Bible, it says that God has put that testimony in us, inside of us. Like, we don't carry the Bible everywhere with us. But but God, it says that all the law, all the word has been written in your heart. You carry God with you everywhere. You walk to the street and you know you're with God, you know you have a situation and you got have God in it, a spirit who wants to help you, wants to help uh, guide you and have the deepest relationship with you and intuitively know that God is there with you because if you have been born from the spirit, you recognize the Spirit. 
And when you walk with God, you, you know Him better, how He is in your daily situations, your daily path. You can see God more and more, His, His work. And from that, you know God's heart, that He's really loving, that He's really for you, that He really cares. Yesterday, I talked with my biggest son. We talked, um, and we. he said, if there is no bad emotions in heaven, then it means that it will never be boring. I, I told him, I think it's not going to be boring because I believe we will always be amazed and surprised at how God is, how God great is. Because we have the whole eternity to know God and He's so great and we will always be amazed. So these moments on earth are so precious to me when I know God a bit more. And I know that from that moment, I never stayed and remained the same. The second thing, how to know God's voice, is knowing yourself, knowing what kind of person you are, what's your type. God created this amazingly, uniquely, and differently. And when God is working, He working for you. So in that way, you can distinguish God's voice from your own voice. And it's not, a, it's not, I'm not advertising, but I know it's one of the best course called Life and Freedom, as it really goes through to self-analyze yourself on asking yourself who I am, who I am, who am I, what do I want, what do I fear, what do I dream about, am I able to say no? easily if I can't say no to what kind of people I can't say no in which situations so basically knowing your strengths your weaknesses and to um, to realize when is God speaking or when is your spirit when is your fear speaking and the more the more you know yourself the more I know where is me, Vilma, and where is God talking. It's necessarily, is it necessarily that God will do the opposite of what I want? No, but we have to learn to fully leave, fully get free, liberated from ourselves. So in, in that sense, we more easily can follow God and submit to His will. And a lot of people nowadays are in this movement, these practices that going into self-knowledge and the analyzation of your inner self, but it just works for you for your desires and it's it's not really what god intended for us fully is 
to just stop at yourself and concentrate on yourself only. Also, learning to understand your motives. Um, God didn't say that we cannot have dreams, we cannot have um, ambitions, but God is calling um, to analyze our motives are they good are they selfish are they are they good motives um it's not really really com comfortable for the body it's necessity we have to say loudly it is necessity for me to walk through this journey of knowing yourself knowing where the line is between your spirit, your your flesh, what is only your soul desires, but what is God? What is where is God in us, and what is He saying for us in our lives? Gospel of Matthew seven, from verse thirteen says enter through the narrow gate for wide is the gate and broad and easy to travel is the path that leads the way to destruction and eternal loss and there are many who enter through it as small is the gate and narrow and difficult to travel is the path that leads the way to everlasting life and there are few who find it and then furthermore verses 23 it says and then i declare that to them publicly i will declare to them publicly i never knew you depart from me you act you who act wickedly so everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock and the rain fell and the floods and torrents came and the winds blew and slammed against that house yet it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock and verse 25 says mm, in matthew 16 says for whoever wishes to save his life will lose it but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it and then furthermore, in Matthew 11, 28, 29, says, Come to me, all who are weary and heavenly burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. What Jesus is saying that you're so burdened with your own efforts, your own understandings, your own ambitions, lusts, that that is in the flesh. Because you try, we try to solve everything, our own efforts, but by the own efforts. And God, Jesus is saying, I want to give you something better. I want to... I want to help you. I want to just give you a better life in a sense that you will give your life upon me. You will give your life to me and we'll just 
trust in my guidance. And I know there was one research where some people were researching people who were dying. And I know one thing that where the real science is, it never contradicts the Bible. And I know there are a lot of people or just organizations claiming to be scientists, but that talk something else. But they noticed one thing that those people who were really attached, they were holding on to this earth. They still were talking about their stuff, their house, their jobs, their, their children. They all were testifying that these people were dying in agony, in pain, and in, in so much pain. They couldn't really accept that that they're leaving, that they're they will be gone, and the life will continue without them. Um, they just couldn't let go. They they were holding on to what they built, and it was not easy to let go. Those who still were holding some anger, some against someone. These people died in emotional agony. It was really hard to watch and witness that. But they witnessed that those people who were who were in peace, who were who accepted that they were ready to let go and leave, and they said that watching such people were like really peaceful, because it felt like they're ready to go and they're going somewhere better that peace they were radiating it's, it was really comforting and there was no fear at all but it's not only about physical death those who die for themselves for for their fleshly ambitions fleshly fights always holding something, always trying to control something, control others, fight every fight. And God is teaching, encouraging us to die for ourselves, that we die to our fleshly desires, because God doesn't want us to walk in heavy burdens. When I came to Jesus, I was really unlift, unlifted, I felt so powerful that everything, all the circumstances are listening to me, working for me, for my good. I felt so much power, power in me, so much faith. And then the maturity comes. We start to mature and the hard life can hit where, where with the trials, the temptations, difficulties that we have to go through in order to become mature Christians. And you know, when you lose that sense that everything uh, works for you and that you have all the power to do things according to how you want, you think, what happened to me? Maybe Maybe something happened, maybe I sinned, maybe God abandoned me. Why 
I can't stop the trains anymore because when I was just a new believer, I had testimonies where I tell the train to stop because I was late. I needed to catch it and it stopped. Um, and when I was maturing, maybe you realize that it's not like that, that everything always solves quickly. And according to all of our, our desires and how we imagine it should be. And we start to question, is something wrong with us? Did we lose faith? But God is just willing to, for us to walk into a new stage where we are, we have to die for ourselves, for fleshly nature even more to resist and give up more of your flesh and live more in the spirit. God who wants to lead you into the stage where you will have the peace that surpasses all knowledge, all understanding of what is happening around you that surpasses all circumstances. And people nowadays they're searching for ways how to live longer, how to live eternally on this earth. But this earth is not our goal. It's not our, it's not what we have to hold on to. Mantis is currently waiting for Jesus to come back. And we have a promise of a new earth, a new kingdom. If you are naturally a person who always save for some lots bad day if you keep stuff if you keep everything if you think that you're one of these people so as a rule you will normally hear a lot of encouragement about giving or you have to be generous and share with others what you have what you have been given god is saying give it to someone else who needs it more at the moment in this moment instead of you keeping for yourself because you want to feel secure and safe in the future and the blessed are those who not only listen and hear but who act and live according to what you have it being told by God what you have encouragement to do and it's really hard for the body it's really hard for our for our flesh nature for ego we tend to discuss with God argue a little bit but you understand that if you want to walk in freedom if you want to grow you have to make certain changes because God is God is working with your character. But you know even more what God is God is um looking into the motive of the heart because you're already creating a plan in your heart how you will give away something and then you will come on stage to testify about your generosity how you were so good, but God can walk you even further and say, you will, God, you will give 
and you will not share you will not share it's not needed to go and shout about what amazing things you have done god's purpose is to liberate you liberate you from guilt from blaming yourself for saying yes or saying no let's say there are people who are always in debt but they always give away everything they give away all the money and they say but god i live according to your according to your principles spiritual laws but you just give to everyone you borrow and borrow but maybe sometimes god can tell you to say no in the right situation maybe god might tell you to to certain people don't give but god gives you wisdom how to behave how to act in in every situation individually and do you know that a lot of the times our generosity our goodness can be is can be like an obstacle for god to to do his work and a lot of time we have to be set free from our gener- generosity goodness and become like a somebody who can lead another person to god to his to the source of his goodness his generosity so we don't depend on our goodness our generosity um and one time me and my husband we went to this conference and we really wanted to spend have a good time relax um and one of the women came to me to us and said bilma can you lift give me a lift home after and i knew in my inside that if i say yes and i was thinking what to say what to say I, if i say yes i will kind of feel bad because basically god i said no to her because god showed me another way how i will be spending that evening and still after saying no she didn't really take it really badly she said no worries i'll take a train and i know after that saying no i felt bad for a long time i was was apologizing to her for a few weeks but god wants to set us free from from feeling bad feeling guilty for disappointing people but my point is we have to know exactly how to act in every situation and in court and court to do that we need to really know ourselves know god and learn how to hear god how to act according to god's wisdom his guidance for every situation individually um just really want to pray that we learn to, to listen and distinguish what uh, voice of god from anything else um i really thank you father 
that you're with us, that you, you teach us, God, how to hear you, how to listen, and how to act. And that is not me who hold everything in my hands, who control. And I want to surrender and give the control to you, God. Give the trust that you are in control, that you are doing your work. I want to learn how to trust in you, in you God, and walk into that place where the yoke is easy and and light and where I have that all-surpassing peace to lean on you, God, on your word, on your promises. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're with us every day, every moment. Thank you, Jesus, for that beauty in life with you. There's nothing more beautiful than a person living with you, in you. There's no something more beautiful, more holy, pure. Even with all our failures and imperfections and sinful stumbling, but still you work everything out for good and maybe you are going through something really intense where you have to die to yourself. It looks like nothing's working for you, that nothing's how you want. I pray for you now. If you are in intense fighting, I pray that wherever you are, Lift up that white flag of surrender where you can acknowledge and say, God, even if it's not according to how I imagined, if how I wanted, I want to trust you, God, that you know what is best for me, what you have in mind for me, because we trust that you, God, have good things planned for us in our lives.